I want a calendar up while we're talking about this. So, welcome to Cross Platform Podcast, where we discuss how to solve productivity problems across platforms. I'm Augusto Pinot. And I'm Mark Elwix. And today we're talking about calendars, you know. Now, I'll admit, I am terrible with calendars. And it's not a complicated thing. I mean, it's not... Calendars have been around forever. I mean, well, not forever, but I mean, the Mayans had one. So I kind of figure we should be used to using calendars by now. But something about managing your time on a calendar for some people is dead on. That's exactly the way they think. That's exactly the way they operate. That's you. Me, I just, I struggle with it. And I'm I'm not entirely sure why I struggle with it. I've tried to work around it. I've tried different applications to do it, but it just never, I'll go back to the calendar and look at it and go, yeah, nothing's really changed on it in a week. I think partially because a lot of my calendar used to not be in my control. Uh Plus it had to be in different systems. And we'll talk about both of those problems. But the biggest thing for calendars that we, I think we want to dig into today is, one, what are the most popular calendar tools that people have available to them? Two, how, does, how do they work across multiple devices? Because used to be, matter of fact, I have one sitting right here. My daughter gave me a 2021 day planner, paper day planner. Lovely gift. Love her dearly for it. I think I used it for a week. And now it's just still been sitting there. But the, the premise is the same. It's not it's not complicated. It's not a hard idea. Why See, can't I make it work? Calendars for me, I calendars mark I can see three points on my calendar life. I try paper and never work. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I had the paper planner was chaotic. Then came the Sony, the, sorry, the Casio, whatever that you open, like mm-hmm. a, a data bank. That was the first calendar that didn't work well. But then came the Pan Pilot. And the Pan Pilot was the first time that I could really begin to use the calendar. Okay. So it's a pre Pan Pilot, the Pan Pilot, the beginning of the Pan Pilot. And then I remember when the Pam Pilot released the model C21, I think it was, who had colors. Oh, mm-hmm. That changed everything for me that I could have now, not only look at the calendar, but now see different colors for that. I, to this day, have colors of colors. If you see my calendar, I have white, for example, for things that I call, I have a calendar that is white and it's called Cool to Know. Okay. And if you tell me right now, hey, there is an event at two hours from your house, great food, great fun in three months. Cool to know. And it will show on my calendar, will show my reviews, but it will be white. So it means I have zero commitment to that. Then I have a black calendar that I call Big Rocks and is all those things that are important to me. So my exercise, so I, my routines, all the things that I try the best of my abilities to stick to a schedule. And then we go to the family. Each family member had a color. The family as a whole had a color. 
and then you go to work and each thing I do for work has a different color. So I get it. If you look at that, most people, most people who have seen my candles, like, <gasps> how do you deal with that? But for me, being able to open that, it gives me a sensation of I know where I need to be and what is going to happen all the time in my life. And it gives me so much peace. So, okay, since since you're much better at calendars apparently than I am, I'm going to flip this around a little bit. So, what first, what's the calendar that you use most commonly? Is it Google Calendar? Is it something else? Or? So, so I, I use everything. So, I currently, my, my main machine is an iPad. Okay, so mm -hmm. I live on the iOS calendar and they synchronize my office. My, my personal company is a Google. My family is on iCloud. And my contracts, uh, my, some of my clients that I, like big clients, they use Outlook or Exchange. So they mm -hmm. all merge into that massive calendar. Um, okay. So, because I, I, for example, I use Google Calendar and I use Outlook. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't really use Outlook as a calendar. I use it as an interface to Google Calendar. Because right. I have Google Calendar hooked to it. So I can see it just when I'm in there futzing around with my email from various places. The reason why I've used Google Calendar for the longest time is because of two features. One, when my wife was still working at our kids' school, they were Google-centric and they used the Google Calendar for everything. And second, it was the first calendar we set up to use a shared calendar. So we had mm -hmm. a family calendar that both of us could update. And that... That was like that was game changer. mind blowing for me at home. That one that I could get us to both use the same calendar tool, and I could actually see what was going on. That that was huge. But that again introduced some interesting problems. And not to get ahead of the equation, but let's take a situation where you let me back it up. I have a problem with overlapping boxes. Okay, it's a brain thing. I look, oh, yeah, at, my don't look at my calendar then. Yeah. <laughs> it drives me bonkers. I don't know why. I don't know if it's that I grew up playing with too many Legos and they all snap together nice and neat. But whatever it is, the overlapping events on a calendar just drive me nuts because I look at them and I'm like, I, I just I got to fix that. I got to fix that. So I wind up with lots of little ones and it becomes a level of granularity that then becomes unmanageable. Mm -hmm. And I stopped doing it. And I'm just like, well, why should I even futz with that? So when you're looking at your calendar and you have things like a family calendar, a business calendar, a personal calendar, all, and, we, and those are more like calendar with a small C because they're actually just like collections of dates around a the theme. How do you handle that in one place? Because you really kind of need to see how they interact. Yeah. And and they are I I don't mind that they are all uh, superposed. My fight is the colors. Okay? okay. So, for example, this has happened. You know where my wife create an event. For example, the kid need to go to the dentist. Okay, and then she put it on brown. Brown is the family color where all need to go. And then when I look brown on my calendar, I know that's an event that I'm going to be required to go or that I wanted to go. And when I looked at it, I said, hold on, hold on. Who is taking this kid there? 
you know, am I taking the kid or you are mm -hmm. taking the kid? Because if you're taking the kid, then that should be on orange if it's me or red if it's you, mm. not okay. brown. So I am a really difficult to with to that extent, okay, on the colors and who it is because I need to be able to see that color, okay, and see that you know who which one of my kids is going to the doctor even or to the dentist, okay? Are they both going? Even even if they're both going, I create two separate appointments, one in each color, and then I create a third one on the person who is going to take it because that's what blocked my calendar later. So are you using your colors like basically like a tagging or a labeling? Yeah. On top of it? So if if I were to think about my calendar right now, if I look at it, I do have colors in the calendar. Um, I have work events, I have personal calendar, I have family calendar, but all the family calendar things, <coughs> excuse me, show up in my case as green. But that could be something that's my wife and I, that could be something that's the whole family. It doesn't split it out further than that. Oh, is there, I have it is there an upper limit no. to, to the number? Of, doesn't that get like visually overwhelming? For most people does. Okay. I, but for me, it helped me to know exactly where I need to be, what I need to be. So for example, uh, personal productivity club, okay? Mm -hmm. That I'm really involved in, okay? Um, as I, one of the founding members, okay? I have the calendar of everything that is going to happen on personal productivity club in a week, okay? And that's in one color, okay? That is a unique color, and that's the key. Are unique colors. I don't repeat colors. Even work is green, and everything that is when there are different things. When they are my company, or they're a contractor, or they're mm -hmm. they're different tones of green. So you could see green, but you will see the different tones. So I know what they are. Okay, same thing. Personal productivity club. I have everything. The good news is. If at some point I'm trying to figure out something, I can go and really easy toggle a couple of those calendar out to see more space if I need okay. to. Okay. It's rare, but it but it happens. Okay. Then I go and turn a couple of things off so I can get more clarity. But having those specific colors and those labels with colors and rules really make it enough for me to know, hey, can I get this? thing, for example, I have a client who is blue, okay, mm -hmm. it's a, and it's the only blue. So I, when he called and said, can I look, I can look at my calendar and know with that blue fit or not in, immediately. And based on that, that synchronized back to um, Acuity. That is what I use when you ask me for a meeting. That's one thing I don't do in calendars anymore. Okay, we used to call an email and mm -hmm. whatever when you can. I send you a link. Okay, and the link basically shows you what is available on my calendar. And because of those colors, because of those labels, Acuity knows what is actually blocking or not blocking my calendar. So, so for example, my kids, if you see an event for my kids, but it's not mine, it's not created to that, Acuity knows that that's time that I'm able to be booked. Hmm. So, okay, we're talking a lot on basically what I think is a is either on the desktop or on the iPad, right? In my case, it's the iPad, yes. Okay, how does that translate to, let's say, a mobile device down to like your phone? 
does, does it translate cleanly? Do you use the same interface? What's I use the same interface. The only difference for me between the iPad and the phone is how many days I can see. On the okay. iPad, I can see a week comfortably. On the phone, I can really see today. So do you find you do most of your calendar planning on the iPad yes. rather than on your mobile device? That's okay. correct. Yeah, That's All fair. Right. So when when I think about calendar access, and I go back to using, in this case, I use Google Calendar. Uh, we've got the calendar available on mobile. We've got the calendar available on the desktop. But there's also the web interface, too. So do you use, do you ever use the web interface for your calendar? Or do you always go through apps? The only moment I use the web interface on my calendar is when I want to add a Google Meet uh, meeting or interface to that account. Other than that, okay. I go through the app most of the time. Speaking of adding things, this is a good, uh, good transition into this because this is where I run into not personal challenges, but these are the most common challenges I hear from people. Okay, so far we've talked about just adding an event. That's a, that's not a big deal. You know, you got you right. got a meeting from, you know, tomorrow for an hour. Just about every calendar app can do that. That's the price of admission. Recurring events. When you go in, I, I'm curious to hear what your experience has been handling recurring events in your calendar system. I'm not sure I get the question. I I do recurring, I do weekly, I do bi-weekly, I do meeting second well, Tuesday I, of the month. What what I'm sorry, I know I'm not sure. Okay, let me explain is. let me explain it then because it it varies. Some recurring events when we say a recurring event, often it's every Wednesday mm -hmm. or you know, every Friday at 7 a.m. And those seem to be again just about as easy for the most part as single events if it's a dedicated right. calendar application. If it's something that's not a dedicated calendar app, uh, I'll use, for example, Notion as the, the parallel. It has a calendar style interface into it. It can display based on date, but it doesn't have the built-in ability to say every Wednesday at 9 a.m. create an entry for this because it's really creating separate entries to track those. In something like a Google Calendar, it creates one entry and then sets it up as, as the recurrence. Right. Notion actually treats it as separate database lines because it doesn't have a recurring capability. Oh, and that's I where I think a lot of calendar apps can kind of fall on their face a little bit. They'll say they have a recurring capability, but when you go to set up the recurring entry, it'll be every week, every month. You know? And often recurrences aren't on that schedule. You know, It may be the second Friday of every other month is the recurrence for this entry that you're trying to create and it takes it takes a i see i see problem. what you're saying i see what you're saying i and and i may say that when you create them on the ipad okay and then translate that or synchronize that with exchange or google calendar or an icloud obviously okay you have a ridiculous amount of flexibility for recurring. You can do year, you can do monthly, you can say even, mm -hmm. hey, the first Monday of every other month. You can do, for example, my kids' school um, 
they charge from our they go to catholic school so the school charges every three months okay so i have an appointment that is the and they charge the last um the first friday of every three months so i have a calendar uh event that i just create on the ipad that comes on the thursday and the third the first thursday of every month okay it comes okay. an event that says remember that transfer money to to the bank not for any other yeah but if, sure so i i remember to make sure you know i can cover that thing so now, now i'm going to stop you though for a second though do you see that as a calendar event or do you see that as a scheduled task that is an whole day event and it's on the okay. top of the calendar event and it's not on a specific time it's a whole day event all right, we'll get into all-day events in, in a bit, but continue. I, I wanted to see where your head was on that. So, and in that case, that is a brown color, okay? Because it's something that it involves the whole family. Even that I'm the one who do it, it's mm -hmm. I consider that's a whole family thing. So, yeah, it's put that way. I okay. have few of those that are not necessarily on Todoist. Uh, they live on the calendar. Uh, and most of the ones i have like that involve these kind of things are financial transactions that i need to do at that day and mm -hmm. for whatever reason they're on the calendar i have never thought why they're on the calendar instead of to do is i have never thought about that until right now uh and we'll talk about that a little bit that's one of the other things is um interfaces matter of fact uh, so let's talk about that all day event thing um, just glancing at my my calendar within the week view in Google, I have two entries at the top of today. One is an all day entry of one category and the other is a reminder of seven entries in one little block. So what do you do when you have lots of all day events or a fair number? I mean, does, does that cause a problem in your calendar or is it just kind of my worry is I'm going to forget stuff that's sticking up there, or I wind up with this stack that's just unwieldy. Most of the things, honestly, they leave on, most of those recurrent events leave on to do it, not on the calendar. The only ones that lift on the calendar for me, and I'm thinking of this as you ask, are the ones who are related with finances. Okay. I don't know why. I, I, I wish to tell you a good reason. No, I don't have a good reason. Okay. So, so as I'm looking at my calendar right now, all the, the those reminders that are not on the other side are all except the dog heartworm that is on both places, actually. Mm -hmm. The other ones are all financial numbers. And probably the reason of that is because I live so many years on OmniFocus that you could not share that my wife never has access to them if I don't put them on the calendar. And that's the only thing I can think. Okay. Uh, one of the things that I do, and just we'll get into it when we talk about other systems, uh, there is a way in Todoist to tell it to pull in an external calendar mm -hmm. and display it as a project within Todoist. And I have our family calendar fed into Todoist. 
so I can go in there and see all the entries for the family calendar. What that does is because those entries are over in Google and they're getting pulled into Todoist, when I go in to plan my stuff in Todoist in a given day or week, I can see the family calendar entries displayed along with them. And then I know like today or tomorrow or whatever, these tasks are happening, but also these calendar events are occurring. So I'm not really mm -hmm. operating my calendar within the calendar. It's more of a capture place to pass the stuff over to Todoist, good, bad, or otherwise. That's the way I have it set up. So, but let's let's keep going with this because I think we're getting into an interesting challenge. Here comes the next one: multiple day items. So, for example, you're going on vacation. Do you block out? Let's say it's a seven day vacation. Do you block out in your calendar all day? every day for seven days or do you block out a strip of time like for example if you're going to be out of office do you block it oh, sorry do you block out just the office hours or do you block out the whole days no i block the whole day i block the i i make it as a whole day event so on the top of that i have tons of those infor informational things you know for example our anniversary is in the, the September the 4th. So we are doing something. So I already, it's blocked in the calendar and says, because the wife doesn't know what, what we're going to do. It just says blocked anniversary. And it's actually on my company calendar, so she don't know. But for me, it will come in mind <laughs> and it's, and it's no, that is that is blocked. So if I want her to know what it is, it is, it is there, but I have a lot. And, and I'm going to say now that the kids are growing up, it is cool because I have took the time over the years to put many birthdays on the calendar. Uh, mm -hmm. So now the kids can see and say, oh, it's grandpa's birthday. And they, I'm hopefully trying to teach them to look into the calendar and see, oh, it's grandpa's birthday. Do you call grandpa? And, and teach them to use the calendar and to be okay with the concept of the calendar. So it it's interesting that you've, use of the calendar, <laughs> it's gonna sound ironic. Use of a calendar changes over time. One of the biggest things that we had when our kids were young was the fact that you had the school calendar fed in as well. And this is one thing, if your school doesn't provide an automated feed to their school calendar, shame on them. The IT staff needs to step up to the table and provide that. Because it's on my list to improve on this school. <laughs> oh, it's just, that was one of the things we had years ago that we forced at our kids' school, and they've done every year since, um, just providing that feed because you can you then then know what's going on. And the added benefit is that the school, if they have to change something, and we know nowadays how crazy things are, if they have to change something, they can just change it in the feed, and everybody has it. It's not you know we used to have what we called the blue calendar because the school calendar was printed on blue paper, right. and you'd operate from that. But then if something changed, well, the blue calendar was out of date. You knew it was wrong. So you had to update it. This, you knew, you know, the correct things, you know, things like zoom links and things like that can be included in there as well. So that's, it goes a huge step to keeping everybody on the same page. So let's keep going with this thinking. One of the things that with calendars, I've always struggled with a little bit is how to effectively do future planning with a calendar. And, I, and I'll give you the example. Planning a singular event 
is fairly easy. I'm like, okay, I get it. We're going to go do this on such and such a date and time. I'm going to put it on the calendar. But is there more to it than that? Is it bigger oh, yeah. than that? How, how, do you, how do you make it more than just penciling something in on the calendar? Well, as I said, the penciling for me goes into this special calendar that is white. Okay. okay and it's called Cool to Know. So it is in there. And, but because it's white, you, you, don't, you, know, you see that it's something in there, but you already not commit. I am a big into that because I like planning. That is important for me. And it's because of the nature of my work, it is important to know, you know, when somebody called me, a client called me and said, can you meet on Saturday morning? I need to know that I'm available or not. You know, for example, you call me in the next weekend on the September 4th weekend. Okay. I said, can we meet? No, we cannot meet. I'm out of town and I have no devices with me. That's not true. Uh, but I will have the devices anyways, but, but you get the point. Okay. Um, so that is really, really important. So because of that, I plan, I have, for example, the kids, the fall break, the spring breaks, those times I, as soon as I get the school calendar, I blocked because even if we don't do anything, okay, the conditions change. Even if we stay, the kids are going to be home. That changed, the dynamic change. It's time to do certain things. So for me, planning on that calendar, it's mm -hmm. critical. And yeah, may I may be the planner on the house. I don't think my wife cares as much. And actually she keeps her work calendar separate. When there are things that are critical for me to know, I copy her work calendar because she don't want to integrate them both because of her well. She gets overwhelmed about all them, so she don't want them to be all together. When she no, sees my calendar, she shut down. So. Yeah, and that, that's one of the things that I struggle with is, and this gets into the shared calendars part of the conversation, how do you coordinate a calendar with somebody else? I mean, I, I have enough of an issue managing my own calendar and, and feeling that I have it under control. I don't miss dates and deadlines. That's not an issue. It's more of the sense of feeling like it's contribute. It's a worthwhile contributor to the overall productivity platform that I put together. But then coordinating that with another person who may operate differently. I'll be honest with you, Augusto. If I tried to interface with your calendar, I'd go bonkers. Yeah. That many colors would make my eyes cross. But that's because there's a difference in style. Correct. So have you, how do you help people around that? How do you, when you have a team, even more so, we're talking about spouse where that's a whole different conversation. But let's say you have a, a professional team where you've got three, four, five people now are going to coordinate from a common calendar, which often they'll do. How do you get everybody on the same page? Well, and that I'm going to say has gone much, much easier with technology. Okay, that used to be a massive pain. And now I can send you a link. I use a service called Acuity. You can use Calendly. You feed your calendars there and then you send the link. Okay. And now people can see your availability with your cal with their calendar and make it so much easier. Uh, so on actually for me, it's much, much easier to coordinate this on the professional environment than it is on the personal environment. Because on the personal environment, now I need to bring my wife to bring her work computer 
and her or her work phone and her other phone and I need to bring my iPad and I need to start shooting dates and she need to wait until she coordinated because on her world both calendars do not meet mm. okay so for example things like the dentist if she is the one that need to take the kids to the dentist I need to make sure that I copy her work calendar because she do not want them to synchronize and that's a personal decision that we need to be okay with understand that i'm okay with this array of colors and complexity okay and it gives me peace but i also understand it you may look at my todoist or my only focus or my nosby teams you will go crazy on the number mm -hmm. of projects and tasks and things that i have in there and that is okay so for me the fact that I can see all that complexity, okay, it gives me a sense of control. And that's the reason it is set up this way. If that's not for you and you need less layers, okay, then you need to keep these things separated. Do you, okay, this is going to sound a little strange. Do you turn your calendars on and off? So, for example, I'm looking at my list in Google right now where I have, you know, like nine different calendars listed under the my calendars list. I can see how turning them on and off selectively would control the filtered display. So I'd know I wouldn't have all the boxes simultaneously right. and it would allow me to focus on a particular calendar. Is that something you do to manage all these or you, you just let them all be on the screen? I just okay. let them all. I just let them all. The goal is to not overlap boxing. Can okay. I accomplish that? No. Okay. For example, I have at 1 p.m. Okay, a reminder for me. Okay, to do something every day at 1 p.m. Okay, it's on black. Okay, and black means things that I want to do. But okay, can they happen every day? No. Okay, but having there remind me that if you call me right now and say, "Hey, can we meet at one?" I will instantly say to you, "Can we do it at 1:30?" If you told me no, the only time I have is at one. Well, it's at one. Okay, black is the lowest, you know, white is the lowest priority, black mm -hmm. is the next lowest priority, and they go this way. And it is really difficult to explain because it's something that has built layers of layers of layers over the years. But no, I don't I don't turn things away. So for example, I have a whole morning, my whole morning routine, it is on the calendar from what time I wake up, what I okay. do, okay? Get what time I do the shower, okay? Do that, it's on black. Do I feel that every day exactly as is planned? No, okay, that's the ideal day. The ideal day, this is how it's going to happen, okay? But for example, I had a good friend of mine who asked me for, for help and he said, will you be able to meet with me every Wednesday at 6 a.m. for this? Okay. And it was something that was important for him. Mm -hmm. So I look at my calendar and, well, that was something I had in my personal routine to do. So what I did was I told him, yeah, we can do it. That's fine. I will, I will rearrange my thing so we can make that happen. Okay. So, so let's tackle the one thing that has caused heavy discussions during productivity cast tasks on a calendar do you put tasks into your calendars 
the only tasks that are on my calendar are related to finances. Okay. Nothing else. Yeah, I... And, and by the way, they may die soon. Now that you make me think about the idea of create them into Doist and just sync them to the calendar that I have never done. Well, I'm, I just moved to Todoist last year. But okay. I, even that I have other things I had not thought about. Well, I can move these this things is, now. To this is an in, okay. Let me explain a little bit how it works then on on this because this is truly. This is starting to get into the, the next part of where, where I wanted us to go, which is tying multiple systems together. Mm -hmm. And there are ways to, there are any number of different ways you can use things like IFTTT or Zapier um, Automate to be able to pass calendar events around depending on what's going on. But in this particular example, I'm gonna talk about Google Calendar and Todoist. There's a way to create a synchronization connection between Todoist and Google Calendar. So it displays as a list. What I find is most powerful about that is if you create a calendar entry in your calendar, it will show up in Todoist as due on the date. It will include um, the description that you put in for the calendar entry, and it will also set a reminder for it. If it's a recurring item that's been set up on the calendar side, that comes over as well. And it will indicate what calendar it's coming from, that it's coming from, in this case, my GCAL feed. Right. What makes this nice is it works backwards too. In Todoist, under that calendar, I can create a new entry and it will show up on the calendar in the correct time window on that calendar feed. Right. So it, so I can create entries under there, but they don't have to be for all my tasks. I specifically have to go into the project that is tied to that calendar. And that's the, that's the key thing within Todoist is calendars are tied at the project level, not at the whole list level. And that is beautiful. Actually. Yeah, you can, seg you can segment that out so that you can have you know, a project which is school activities great and that's tied to the school calendar so you're pulling a feed in and then you can have your own tasks on there too so it works really well but what i found is i don't go into the calendar very often now i don't have a reason to right because i do all of that origin now what i lose from doing that is i lose views of the calendar i don't have a month view for example i don't have a week view but matter of fact I got a list view, basically. I had yeah, you have a list view. Yeah. I have the agenda view all the time. If I want the other views, I have to intentionally go out to the calendar. Now, Todoist and Google Calendar do this really well. If I go into something like Notion, where I have the ability to have like a month calendar view or a list view, because that's really what I have. Anything else is a variant on the list view. I lose some of that interconnectivity. That's a possible function. So when we talk about the, the theme of the show being cross-platform, I have to really decide where am I going to most frequently interact with this calendar and how do I make sure this calendar has the right information on it? If I'm, using, if I'm using something like Todoist, well, Todoist has got interfaces all over the place. If I'm using something different, and I don't know if, I assume something like Remember the Milk carries the same capabilities, but I, I don't know. I'd have to go investigate that because not 
bouncing back and forth between two applications is a is a huge benefit. But it also means that I don't have to create duplicate entries. And that's where I've really found these things have fallen on their face. When I've chosen a calendar tool and I've chosen a task management tool and I have to create, for example, in the task management tool, some sort of visibility that I have something that's on the calendar that has to be done. Let's take a vet appointment, for example. That's a, that's a task that has to happen. Right. But it also is scheduled on the calendar. So worst case, what happens is, is I have it on the calendar. I create a task in my task list with a reminder as to when that task is to be done. Mm -hmm. And now that time comes around and I get two reminders, four, eight, depending on how many different systems are looking at these pools. I can get pummeled during that time period and it becomes a difficult thing to, to balance and rebalance. So when we talk about this type of a calendar management approach, you really have to look at it from your entire platform perspective. And, and that is, you, you made a great point because for me, I don't try to manage task into, into the calendar, okay? Yes, it has the birthdays, but I don't put by present, okay? there okay it's it's not there it's the by present that leaves in to do is the again the only thing are those finances thing and and maybe because i was so bad at finances at some point in my life that that was you know the only place that was critical the other reason may be because that was a place i can share it with my wife i don't know but it is really really that's really the reason it is there. Other than that, I keep all that task and actions and reminders, really they leave in Todoist. And as I was, we were thinking, oh, synchronize it there. Mm, I don't know if I want synchronize in there. Well, I don't, there's, I don't there's, really know. There's an inherent problem, for example, with the Todoist piece. As far as I know, and if somebody knows different, please tell me. Within Todoist, you can tell it when something's supposed to start. You can put in a reminder mm -hmm. date and time. That's great. You can't say when it's supposed to end. Yes, you can. So, can you? Yes, okay. You can. When you do the repeating, when you do the repeating, yeah. you can say, okay, I want this thing to repeat three times a week until right. you put the end date and it will end. Well, that's, that's repeating frequency. I'm talking yes. the actual duration. So, for example... I oh, have something, a I task see. that I want to happen today from 6.30 to 8.30. I can't say 2 no. 8.30 on it because it reads that time. Well, what happens then is when Todoist passes that back to your calendar, by default, the calendar entry will be one hour. Now, I think that is configurable, but it's still fixed. So it's always going to be some predefined number. It will always yeah. be that entry coming in. So if you have larger things or varying times, you would want to adjust that within the calendar itself. One of those things that you kind of then have to think about, okay, if I'm going to do that, should I even be creating calendar entries from Todoist? Or should I just be in the habit of only creating them within my calendar application? Because right. I get more control then. I don't know. It's it's something that we have to consider as part of our platform, and it's going to be different for every person. 
and it's going to be different. It's really important, you know, for me, I like everything together and I don't get overwhelmed. I describe my wife have both, okay, even on her work phone, okay, if you ask her to check her calendar, she need to open both phones, the personal phone where it says a personal calendar and the work phone where she has all the work. She don't like them mixed and she will not mix them. Yeah, see, I, I have that dilemma too, because, but from a slightly different perspective, I have a work calendar and I have my own calendar. The two are on systems that cannot mix. They are isolated separately by design. Right. So, <clears throat> for example, and for a long time, the only access I had to my work calendar was on a work laptop. I didn't even have mobile access to it. So... I would literally have to say, if there are things that I'm going to be walking around or away from my desktop, let's say I've got three meetings in a row during the day in various places in an office building, I'm not going to be at my desktop. Those little calendar alerts that pop up do me no good because I'm not there. So I actually have to write it down or print it out mm -hmm. and take that calendar with me. That sounds extremely just regressive and it actually is it takes me back to well why even put the stuff in there in the first place right the only reason why stuff was going in there was so other people could plan meetings and schedules and calendars and i think that's one of the biggest liabilities that people have with calendars is that so often they're representative of time they don't have control of mm -hmm. there were reminders and reinforcements of the of how little of their schedule they actually are able to plan on for themselves. It's so many external influences and it can be extremely stress inducing. I, I don't know. I don't have a good answer to how you mitigate that. I wish I had one, but it's one of those things that I think that's one of the challenges that people have with calendars, especially calendar apps. Is it just, you look at it and it's just this massive wall of stuff. And when is, when is the me time? So answer that question. In all your calendar blocks and your calendar colors and your little Lego pieces, how many of those are Augusto blocks? Ones specifically for things you want to do or you want to, you know, plan for or your kind there of... There is a your... color. There is okay. a color. So I have, if you look at my, if you will extract, you know, everybody else out of, out of that and you will keep my calendar. So orange is the color right, that the family will see, okay? And it's uh, shared. But if you go green will be work and yellow will be a stuff that I'm booking and blocking my calendar that are appointments with me. Okay. And you, you intentionally do that. So for example, if you wanna say, I really need to spend an hour reading this book that I've been dying to read. Will you actually put that on your calendar? I do. I block the calendar. Otherwise, I will never have time. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. I, I block I my calendar that way because that otherwise I will never have time on my calendar. I've, I've never gotten myself into that habit. And maybe that's the biggest frustration is that I've never felt like I had the ability to control my own time commitments to that degree. And maybe that's something that I need to do. Um, I'm going to, let me back up half a step though. When I look at the calendars, for example, within Google calendar, I have, you know, my, my family event calendar and it's 
colored purple, but that's the calendar color. Mm -hmm. So if I change, I'm going to try something and change it right now. So if I change the, oh, okay. I changed the color of the event, but it's still on the purple calendar. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. So I could, I could do that. So I could have a color for an activity, but it's still on the family calendar. Okay. That, that makes sense. So I've got what? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven 10, 11 possible colors to pick from in the default Google color template. Okay. Maybe that's something to, to try. Uh, maybe that's something for me to go through and start looking at and see. You see? Uh, it's, it's a dilemma I wish there was an easy answer to. I mean, every time I introduce a new calendar tool, it seems to raise more questions than answer them. On my phone, I have the Samsung calendar that synchronizes to my calendars. Um, I have a glitch in my system somewhere. I don't know where where I get occasionally double calendar entries that are coming from someplace else because I have right. multiple calendars. Um, I also have an email glitch that does the same thing, but that's a whole different thing. But that's, I think when people work with their calendars and they try to get their calendars under control, it is probably the one, one of the big, well, it is one of the big three. I mean, calendars, notes, and tasks. We, we say that all the time that can have the greatest influence in improvement and detriment mm -hmm. to your entire productivity platform. Without any doubt. Yeah. And it's, it's an interesting challenge. There's no easy answers. I, I wish there were, I wish there was a neat tool that I've played with some neat tools in the past. I've played with some fascinating tools for, for managing calendars over the years, but I still have yet to find one that just solves all the problems across the board. Well, and you may and you may have picked the wrong person. I, I remember much much younger, uh, still in. I was already in. Yeah, I was already in college, and I had a friend of mine, good friend of mine, who used to joke that, "Oh, let's let's do let's do you know typical thing of college. Oh, let's go and do something." And my friends used to joke at that time. No, no, wait, let's check Augusto's calendar because if it's not a space on his calendar, he will not go. So I, being on that good or bad habit, depending on you wanted to see, of using the calendar since those early days as soon as i was able to again i told you the pre-pam pilot that was a disaster as soon as i got that pump pilot 1994 okay i was calendar bound that and really when that change was on 2000 two no 2001 or two was when the Palm introduced the colors in the interface on the on the uh, calendar, and mm -hmm. that was a game changer for me. Hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm not sure that. I think part of my challenge will always be that the calendars or the colors feel a little bit. I I, I want to say squishy. <laughs> it's very difficult for me to to set a specific tag tied to a calendar color but i could probably do that if i gave myself some sort of an index to reference and got into that practice and things like that and i think that's that's what it is for me the colors has just been evolving over the years you know the colors were brown initially was the color for me and 
and my wife, and it was the first calendar we shared. And then I started adding hers and mine. And you know, iOS make it at some point really, really easy to create those family calendars. Um, that now, you know, it's there. But at the beginning, it wasn't that easy. You know, even mm-hmm. I remember when we when I created my friend Michael Slowinski, he did that, and he did it in a much more complex way because he shared in order to do it they share the same account the same iCloud account so he and his wife can share and manage the kids and everything everything so um it's a matter really of of what you think will be the best for me that works that make it simple but again what works for you it's what is important because right. as we discuss in this show you may have your company who, you know, I have a client right now that the problem I have is their calendar is so tied up that I cannot synchronize it with anything. So I I needed to install on my phone their email that goes against my rules. I don't check emails on my phone, but I need to have that installed in my phone so it gives me the alerts on the watch that I'm meeting it's coming and has caused a couple of problems because it requires me to go to their system and manually enter them into my calendar. And if people move, I need to move them. So that has bring a little chaos into my world. So are the things with this cross platform that you need to understand are the risk, are the issues, okay? So Mm -hmm. I said, my wife don't mix them, okay? Her personal calendar, and her work calendar, but also her life, a difference on mine, it's pretty structured. She works in a corporate environment, okay? She goes early in the morning, she leaves in the afternoon. So she can plan, you know, she knows that in general, if it's not between those two windows, she's maybe okay. In my case, I work with a lot of clients. I have clients in Europe that are six hours ahead. I have clients in Australia, they are 12 hours ahead, okay? Mm-hmm. So it's a challenge because we are having, they're having breakfast and I'm, and I'm having dinner, you know, and we are having a meeting. So it's, so all those things create a different set of conditions on my calendar, okay? So why I book time for me because of that, my calendar is, really open uh, to certain things than for people to book. So I need to make sure that if I need time for me or I want time for work on a project or those kind of things, that time is booked. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it's open for people to book in there. And I may think, oh, great, tomorrow I have two hours to work into this project. And then suddenly I get there, and boom, somebody put me a meeting. And well, there is nobody at fault other than me because I thought about having that working time, but I never block it. Interesting. Well, speaking of time, we've run out. <laughs> Impossible. I know. It's so, it's, this is one of those topics that we could probably do eight shows on and never truly give it justice. But, well, but that's what happened. So, follow us where you like to listen to podcasts, like us, subscribe us, or leave us a review. You can also interact with us in personalproductivity.club. We are Augusta Pinot and Art Wilkwix, and see you next time from your favorite device.